You're listening to Rewire Your Work. I'm your host, Heather Love, and I'm a subconscious mindset coach, a spiritual and integrative life coach, and a certified hypnotist who is obsessed with learning about how the brain works, why we do what we do, how to rewire the subconscious mind, and creating new and fun ways to regulate the nervous system. You're in the right place if you're ready to change your perception of worthiness, find your self-confidence, overcome your fears, step into your truth, and fall madly in love with your life. Welcome to this magical adventure where I'll help you learn the tools you need to rewire your neural pathways and step into your power with radiance and courage. So grab your headphones, get comfy, and let's get started. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Rewire Your Worth. When you think of the holidays, what is one of the first things you think about? Family, right? And while family is great and wonderful, it can also bring up some shit for a lot of people. So when I started to think about what people are struggling with when it comes to this, the first thing that comes up for me is boundaries. And I love this topic so much because finding and holding boundaries has literally changed how I show up and what it means for my life. So today we're going to talk about boundaries as they relate to yourself, to others, your energy, your space. We're also going to talk about time boundaries and how that relates to time management. As we head into the holiday season, this episode could potentially shift everything for you. Imagine how great it will feel to start the new year with the confidence to hold your boundaries and manage your time in a way that feels good to you. Sounds amazing, right? So let's get started. As always, you know, I love to give you a little science behind the topics I'm talking about. So let's talk about what boundaries are and why we so easily disregard them. The non-scientific definition of a boundary is that it's a promise or rule that is made that marks a limit or a threshold to something. So when you think of this in physical form, it could be the lines on a parking space or the property line between you and your neighbor or not eating the food in the fridge with someone else's name on it or even being in line for something, which means that is your spot and that people arriving after you will get in line after you. A non-physical boundary would be things like the due date on returning library books or not calling your friends after 10 p.m. or having the courtesy to let people know if you're running late. These are all boundaries in various ways. Some are with other people, some are time-related, some are energetic, but the first place I want to start is the biggest one, and that is all about boundaries with yourself. We are all guilty of wanting to jump right into how we can get other people to do what we want them to do. But the number one key is going to be keeping those promises we make to ourselves 
having the self-awareness to know when we aren't doing that and understanding that when we hold boundaries with ourselves, that that will impact everything else that we're going to talk about today. So when a boundary is set, what happens in the brain? And this could be something that you set for yourself or that someone else makes a rule about or any of those other examples I just gave. What's interesting, though, is that there is a very distinct difference in our brains if we are the ones making a boundary for ourselves or if someone else is making one for us. When we set a boundary for ourselves, whether that's we're going to work out five days a week or that we're not going to check our work emails after 6 p.m. or that we aren't going to three different houses in the same day to accommodate everyone's schedule for Christmas. What happens is that we naturally start to make up stories about what those boundaries mean about us. Often we then feel selfish or that we don't care enough about others or that our work isn't important to us. But what happens when others have established boundaries for us, such as where to park, what time to arrive somewhere, what time you can start mowing your lawn, or any other expectations, regardless of whether they're implied or direct, is that those boundaries, i.e. rules, show authority. And our brains are hardwired to respond to authority. Granted, there will always be exceptions to the rule, and you will have people who intentionally go against the grain. But even for people who don't want to follow the rules or stay within the boundary, is that most people will stay within bounds most of the time. People have a tendency to do what those people in positions of authority request. It doesn't even have to be a rule necessarily. And in fact, if the boundary is stated as an order, like you will do this, then people will be less likely to want to comply. That doesn't mean they won't comply, but they will probably feel some type of way about it. Okay, so setting boundaries for ourselves, there's the storytelling piece that we make our boundaries that we're setting for our own good mean something negative about us as people. And we don't see ourselves as an authority. So we're much more willing to violate the boundaries that we put in place for ourselves. Can you start to see why so many people struggle with this piece? So what can we do? Well, I have two things you could consider. And for me, when I think about boundaries that I'm setting for myself, they are very closely tied to habits. So the first thing we can do when we set a boundary is practice, practice, practice. So let's say the boundary is that you want to get off your phone one hour before you go to bed. You can set an alarm for when it's time to put your phone down or Go charge your phone for the night in a room that isn't your bedroom or keep a book next to your bed so you're inclined to reach for that instead of your phone. The idea here is that you're going to want to try things that make it easier to stick to your boundaries and know that you're probably not going to be perfect at it right away and allow yourself some grace to get used to this new way for yourself. 
The second thing I think about when setting new boundaries for myself is keeping them on the smaller side and also rewarding myself when I hold that boundary. So I guess that's two and three. But I will intentionally not set a boundary to work out six days a week if I haven't even been doing one day for the last year. I feel like that's just setting myself up for failure. So be realistic about the boundaries that you're setting so that you can actually hold to them. And then I love me a good reward and it doesn't have to cost money. So if I stick to something, then I'm going to acknowledge it. So often we set a goal and we achieve it and we don't celebrate it. We just move right on to the next thing. So let's say I'm trying to eat out only once a week instead of going out with the girls from work for lunch every day or ordering takeout three times a week. In that case, since I'm probably trying to save money, going out and spending money on a reward defeats the purpose. So my reward might be making a menu for myself on Sunday mornings and then going grocery shopping and making the most yummy meals for myself during the week while I listen to jazz music. The reward is making the experience an enjoyable one, but then also thinking about how much I'm going to enjoy eating those meals throughout the week and feeling really proud of myself for sticking to my boundaries. And maybe then after I've done that for a while, maybe I do spend a little money and treat myself to a cooking class or even just watch some cooking shows on YouTube to learn how to make some new options. We are the first person that we are willing to let down and break promises to, but it doesn't have to be that way. I have a mentor and she said everything shifted for her when she decided that her word was law. If she said she was going to do something, then that's just how it was going to be. She made herself an authority in her own life. And so many of us just aren't willing to do that. We tell ourselves that we're going to do something and then we don't do it. And then we feel like shit. And then we just continue the cycle. What if you decided today that your word was law? What would you be capable of? And if it takes some missteps to get it right, what if instead of beating yourself up, you talk to yourself like you would talk to your best friend or your daughter or your seven-year-old self? What would you say then? You would probably tell them that it's okay and to get back up and try again, right? Take a look at your life and figure out where you're breaking promises to yourself and hold yourself responsible for how you've been continuing that cycle because that's where you're going to want to start. If you can't be honest in a loving way about how you haven't been putting yourself first, then holding boundaries is going to be a lot harder to achieve. And if you aren't holding boundaries for yourself, how can you expect others to respect your boundaries? Be the authority in your own life. So that brings us to setting boundaries for others. The real issue when it comes to boundaries you set for others is actually not as much about boundaries as it is about people pleasing. And that may be a new realization for some of you. But letting other people violate your boundaries has more to do with you wanting people to like you and you wanting to not upset people 
than it does with absolutely anything else. Let's look at saying no, for instance, because that's a really common one. Why do we avoid saying no? How often have you wanted to say no, but you say yes instead? Maybe it's going to Aunt Shara's house for Thanksgiving when you really wanted to just stay home and have a quiet meal with your own little family. Maybe it's taking on another project for work when you're already at max capacity and know that another assignment means missing more of your kids' activities. Maybe it's your best friend asking for just one more favor of a loan, even though she hasn't paid you back for the last one. You fail to hold the boundary of saying no because of what you think others will think about you. You're worried about the judgment, about the gossip, about people thinking that you only think about yourself. Here's another example. It's so much easier to tell ourselves that if we don't take work calls after a certain time, that our bosses will think we aren't a team player or that you'll get fired for not finishing something on time, even if the deadline is unrealistic or that people will talk badly about us or that it will come up on your performance review. And all or none of those things may be true. And if it's not that boundary, it's going to be a different one that people have their own opinions about. So here's what I want you to consider for a moment. If you don't think you are important enough to hold the boundaries you set, if you allow others to just bulldoze right over them, if you don't think it's important enough to stick to your guns, why in the hell would they? If they know that if they ask enough times that you'll just give in and agree to whatever they want, why wouldn't they keep asking? The message you're giving them is that you don't value the boundaries enough to stick with them so that they don't have to either. You set the tone. You show up as the authority in your life and knowing what your capacity is, how much energy you have, how much time you have, and when what you want is more important than what they want. And if you do that, it will ooze out of every part of your being. When you set a boundary and you don't bend from it, that energy will be unshakable. When I worked in corporate and everyone got sent home from work in March of 2020 because of COVID, and when we all realized that it was going to be for longer than two weeks, suddenly there was this crazy expectation that you would be online from 6 a.m. until 10 p.m. and be available for calls at all hours. And it didn't matter if it was a holiday or a weekend. And you know what? I said no to that, to all of it. I wasn't there to play that bullshit game. And some people were, and that's fine. But I knew then more than ever before what was important to me and where my priorities were. And it sure as hell wasn't with a job that didn't respect boundaries. I knew then that I wouldn't stay there until retirement like I had originally thought. It made me sick to know they treated their employees that way during that time. And I will say that not every area of the company was like that, but mine was. And I stuck to my boundaries anyway. Why? Because when you show others that your boundaries aren't important, they will respond accordingly. And you know what? 
after a while, the expectation that I be online for 16 hours a day and on weekends went away, but only for me. Others were run down and exhausted and just kept saying yes when they wanted to shout no from the rooftops, and they were still expected to be at the beck and call of so-called leadership at all times. Guess who was living a better life? Guess who was happier? Guess who felt more joy and peace? It wasn't them. It's not easy to hold your boundaries sometimes, and you have to get over the fact that not everyone is going to like you because they won't. You will never please everyone all of the time. Think about it for a second. Do you like everyone? No, right? So why would everyone like you? And if you think that giving them their way is going to make them like you more, I hate to tell you, but that's not how it works. All you're doing is teaching them that you don't mean what you say and that you'll do whatever they want so that they aren't mad at you or don't judge you. Went on a little rant there, but this is important. I used to be a people pleaser. I used to be a doormat. I used to hold my tongue when I really wanted to disagree. But all that left me with was a shitty sense of myself. And I don't want that for anyone else. You can break free from it. You can. I'm proof. Decide what's important to you and let that be your North Star. Let's move on to time boundaries and time management because a lot of it is actually going to be basically what we just talked about. For me, my biggest issues with time management actually have nothing to do with boundaries, which is just that I underestimate practically everything with how much time it's going to take. That's not something I can help you fix because things take as long as they take. But in case you're in the same boat as me with that one, I will just say to take the time you think anything is going to take. It doesn't matter if it's painting your kitchen, how long it's going to take you to get somewhere or how long it will take to build the business of your dreams. Take the time you estimate and then double it. That's my advice on that. And I didn't like that at first, but you know what? It was a hell of a lot more accurate that way. And if it didn't take that long, then bonus. But I stopped putting myself in a position of being rushed or letting others down or worse, letting myself down. If I have to put a time on something, I double it. And if I don't have to put a time on something, even better. Time is such a made up thing anyway, that if nobody else has a stake in whatever it is that I'm doing, I might have a general idea of how long I want something to take, but I don't put pressure on myself that way. I know people who do that. They put a time on literally everything for just about everything in their lives. And I just wonder what for? because it just seems like it makes them crabby. So I'll pass on that every opportunity I can. But for time boundaries, I honestly feel like this is kind of all of these things put together. It's getting honest with how long something is going to take. It's understanding that if you want to accelerate that timeline, that something else will probably have to give somewhere else. 
It's being able to communicate what you're willing to do and not do to make something happen. For example, I will not give up sleep to finish a work project. And that includes finishing a podcast unless, and this is important, unless I want to. To me, sleep is a very precious and necessary part of my life. And I don't operate well without more sleep than most others need. And I will not be guilted or shamed or be made to feel wrong because I'm not willing to pull an all-nighter to finish something. If I want to and I'm in the flow, then great. That's my decision. And if it's something where I just didn't manage my time well, or I didn't estimate the amount of time correctly, then that's on me. But I won't lose sleep because of it. It's the same thing with not being able to be there for my kids for activities or rides or whatever. They are my priority and everything else can work around them. Not me bending over backwards to try to fit everything in when it can't possibly be done. I have always refused to be the mom that can't show up to her kids' events because she's still at work. I won't be the one rushing in at the last minute and disrupting everyone around me because I can't get my shit together. But time and time again, I see this with women especially that do not hold their boundaries on time. And this goes back to trying to do it all and wanting people to like you. And there is often an aspect of not feeling that you're good enough if you can't do it all, which that is a whole other podcast episode, but that does play into boundaries. You violate your own boundaries and allow others to violate them because you don't feel worthy of standing your ground or you have stories in your head about what that will mean about you. Get really clear about what you want and what's important to you, and you will find that it gets easier to hold that space. And speaking of space, just briefly, I want to mention boundaries on space and energy. I do not and will not allow anyone's energy that isn't what I want to mix with my own energy. And I just want to mention this to anyone that understands energetics or identifies as an empath, because what I'm about to tell you has been invaluable to me. First of all, I stopped allowing just anyone into my house. I am blessed to sense energy a mile away. So if someone is carrying a dark or negative energy with them, I will not physically allow them into my home. That is my sacred space. I wasn't always that way, But when I started to understand how the energy of others affected me, it was a boundary I set and stuck to and still stick to. And it's the same thing with personal space. We've all heard of personal space. We all have an aura that is an invisible energetic bubble that we take with us wherever we go. And it can sometimes go further out away from our bodies. And sometimes it pulls in closer to us. It just depends what environment we're in and how we feel. And I don't want anyone in that space unless I invite them in. So if you're into this kind of work, 
I would just practice pulling your aura in close to you for times when you're in crowds or you just don't want to be around people. And then as an extra layer of protection, I put up another boundary, which is basically another bubble that goes all around me. And it's usually either gold or white light. And I don't allow anything negative into that space. It's interesting to just watch people move away from me that I don't want near me. It works. I won't get too much more into it because I know that it's a little too on the spiritual side for a lot of the people listening to this episode, but let me know if you want me to talk more about energetics because there is a lot of research out there about how we can affect energy with our brains, which is super cool. But I did want to touch on it today because it is another kind of boundary and one that I think is really important. That is what I have for you today, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I loved diving into boundaries with you. I have been told time and again that I'm amazing at setting boundaries for others, and it brings me joy to be able to share with you what I've learned on this journey. But just know that it is a journey and that I still struggle with boundaries for myself, but I refuse to beat myself up for it. I continue to practice what I preach and I get better and better at it. And so will you. Until next time, thank you for listening. I love you so much. And remember that you're worthy of living the life of your dreams.